What's up, everybody, and welcome back. This is Oscar Barkas here with the man, the myth, the legend, Sam McFadden. And welcome to episode 8 of the SOS Fantasy Football Podcast. So, while Sam may be a man, a myth, and a legend, he did lie to you last week. He told you we'd be back Wednesday. We're not back Wednesday. It's been a rough week. Tests, illnesses... But we had to squeeze in an episode, so we're here. We wouldn't leave you guys hanging. We're doing it. It's It's been hectic the last two weeks. Uh, bear with me on this episode as well. I might be coughing a little bit, still getting over some sicknesses, but we're here. We're ready. High energy. Let's do it. We're excited. And this Thursday night game is just loads better. I mean exponentially better. Well, that's not really fair. Last week may have been the worst slate of Thursday and Monday night games I've seen in a long, long time. Oh, yeah. So. Oh, yeah. And to be fair (coughs) to the Jags-Titans game last week, the first half was a pretty good game. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I love that game. I had a blast. I mean, yeah, as a Jags fan, you kind of had to. Um... Tonight is the Eagles versus the uh, Packers. The Eagles are traveling to Lambeau. It's going to be a good one. And we've got plenty of action for you here today. Um, We've got our news, as always. Don't have a ton of news this week, so we've actually got three other segments this week. week. Um, We've got our first is going to be some quick pickups of the week. I know that this is later on in the week, so a lot of people are going to be already picked up, but we want to run through some names that might not have been taken off the waivers, um, and as well as people that will help you next week. Our second segment is going to be some trade targets, people to buy low or sell high on. And our last segment today is going to be some quick start sits. So I know last week we did position by position. This week we just picked one person to start and one person to sit each. So let's get on into it. Let's do it. Uh, To start with our news, Melvin Gordon has ended his holdout. Thank the Lord. It's a smart move, you know? Nothing was getting done by him staying out. They weren't going to budge. He had to come back at some point. Smart of him to come back early. Yeah, I think that the more work that he can get to show that he is a top-tier running back, somebody's going to pay him in the offseason. And he wanted to preserve his body in the best way possible. And so you think coming back four weeks into the season isn't great for that? I guess it's going to be full, four full weeks. He'll be playing week five most likely. But yeah, he wants to make some money, and he wants to prove that the Chargers are better off with him because the Chargers are one and two. Yeah, and I mean, it's still – I think the record still is positive. It's positive regression when with without Melvin Gordon. With Austin Eckler and Ockler – Eckler, excuse me, over Melvin Gordon, the Chargers have won more games than yes, they have a better record. They have for sure. So if he wants the money, he's got to prove that he's worth yeah. it. It won't be with the Chargers. I doubt it. It'll be with someone else probably. I am in concurrence with you. However, Keenan Allen posted a tweet today, a video of him freaking out that Melvin Gordon's back. He's <coughs> so excited. I think the team's really excited to have him around. There's no more negative connotations with the team. They're ready to get out and get back in ball. So I'm excited to see what the offense looks like next Let week. Me, I have a question for you, though, about Melvin Gordon. So Austin Eckler's been just incredible these last 
three weeks. And yes. I, and I'm sure he'll be incredible this week. Does that affect the usage that Melvin Gordon gets coming back? Absolutely. Season we'll, long. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll get into that later. Of uh, Both players we'll talk about in a little bit. Um, but I'm excited. I think regardless, the team's happy to have him back. I don't think that this is going to be a love bell situation where the team just didn't want him to show up. I think that they are excited to use him and have just another asset to their offense. Um, our second bit of news, Antonio Brown. So still in the headlines after being cut by the Patriots, he tweeted that he will never play in the NFL again. And the tweet is still up. Um, the league has taken over $50 million from him in his words in the last few months, which is true. He has voided, the contracts have been voided both with the Raiders and the Patriots, so he's angry. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure it's the league's fault so much no. as it is, you know, him and the teams he's been with. Um, you know, I, I guess if I lost $50 million in a couple months, I'd be pretty upset too, but... Well, now it turns <coughs> out the assault claims are true and recorded... The trainer, though the case was dropped, um, there has have been some findings. The teams were ready to look past that. The Patriots were going to look past that. And in the time between Brown assaulting the trainer and the Patriots cutting him, so at some point between that, he assaulted a few different other people and that made the Patriots realize that this was a personal issue and it wasn't going to get better. Yeah. Um, Horrible thing to find out. Uh, Sad to see. Um, There's not a lot to be said about it. Um, I think we can move on from Antonio Brown. Uh, As far as we're concerned, he's not in the league. He won't be in the league this year. I strongly doubt that he will ever again. Yeah. So just you know, don't even don't even think about him. Yeah. I'm just hoping for his sake and for the people around him, considering he's caused this much damage, <coughs> that he gets some help because yeah. there's obviously some mental issues there. Um, sad to talk about. We'll move on to some more positive stuff. Get back into fantasy. Um, the Rams have been quoted saying that they want to get Todd Gurley back up to 25 touches a game. Um, this is interesting because, I mean, watching the Rams has been kind of frustrating this year. I mean, the offense hasn't looked as good. Jared Goff's kind of, you know, hasn't looked that great. The only receiver that's really been getting his is Cooper Cup. Oh, yeah. Um, and it's been totally different than last year because they last year they ruled in the screen game. That was like their whole offense was screens with Tiger and that worked. And Cooper Cup and, and Robert Woods. Well, and... even I'm talking about more when Cooper Cup was out. Oh yeah, okay. For the majority, of, for a large portion of the season, it was a lot of screen games with Todd Gurley and with Robert Woods, you know. And then they take a couple deep shots to Brandon Cooks. And this year, you don't. There's almost no screens going on. They've taken that completely out of their playbook. It seems uh, so far, and I don't know if that has something to do with Cooper Cup being back in the fold and Tiger being hurt or whatnot. But it seems very strange to just take a giant portion out of your playbook. I don't know what Sean McVay is up to, um, but I do think brighter days are ahead. I'm not sure he gets 25 touches a game. Um, um, 
going back to the offense, I don't know what your opinion on this is, but for me, <coughs> I'd call this Super Bowl hangover. So this was a classic um, when the Falcons lost that 28-3 to game a few years back to the Patriots. Their offense was the best in the NFL that year, and it was poor pretty much the whole next season. Um, right. And it was because Matt Ryan, his offensive weapons, they all felt horrible because they kept thinking about, oh, if we had just done this. And so I think Sean McVay has got to get up in front of his locker room. And the Rams are still doing pretty well. I think they're 2-1. 2 and one. Two and one. Um, But I think he's got to take charge of that locker room and say, hey, guys, we're a young team. This was a first first time for us in the Super Bowl for almost everyone in that locker room mm-hmm. playing the Patriots. I think that – and Sean McVay is a good coach, so I'm sure he's doing this. I think that this offense <coughs> – is going to get better, and I think that they're going to recover a lot faster than the Falcons did. And like you said, um, I don't know that Todd Gurley gets up to 25, but he's somewhere around 15 right now. So if he can just meet in the middle and get up to 20, he'll look a lot better. I'm Listen, Todd Gurley's been getting 15 touches games. The more worrisome part of it is he's not getting receptions. He's yeah. not getting targets, and that was you know that's what takes a running back in fantasy from a – you know, a good running back to a great top eight running back. You know, yeah. and if he's not going to get those receptions anymore, then it's might be time to panic on Todd Gurley. You see what you can get for him, test the market. I don't know. Um, the with the Rams though, I'm not worried about them at this point. I think that um, I think it's all going to come together. Their defense looks incredible this yeah, year. It it's looked really, really good. Um, Wade Phillips, uh, baby. Wade he's Phillips is incredible. I love him. Um, so I think this team figures it out. I think they'll be back in the playoffs. I think they're going to be winning games. Todd Gurley should get opportunities. Hopefully he gets more goal line opportunities because that's what he made his bread and butter off of was touchdowns. Touchdowns. Yep. So. I agree. Um, we'll see. Yeah, like you said, next in the news, uh, Darren Waller. So the Oakland Raiders tight end. We've talked a lot about him. He is on a tear right now. And part of that tear is he's on pace to just absolutely demolish Zachert's receptions record from last year. Oh, I love it. I love it so much because, you know, <laughs> I don't know. I, there's something just so perfect about uh, this record that, you know, this, this record that seemed unattainable being beaten by a, ba- a player on a bad team. Uh, a know. backup tight end last year that yeah. never got on the field. He's like 26 years old, and he's finally starting a bunch of games. So it's taking him a while. It's just, I don't know. There's something you got to love about it. Um, and I, I listen, I won't be surprised if he does it. Uh, I won't either. Listen, he had 12 or 13 receptions last week. Um, he's not going to have 13 receptions every single week. But I think he's safe for like eight receptions a week. As yeah. as a baseline, yeah, if you watch a Raiders floor. game, he's like they can shoot, they can throw it to Terrell Williams or JJ Nelson Deep. a couple times a, a game, but oh, and they're not throwing it to Josh Jacobs right now, which is no. a mistake. But if they're not going to do that, he's the short range guy, and yeah. Tarek Carr loves throwing short. Oh yeah, so yeah, I'm I'm excited for him. <coughs> And I think it's plausible that he breaks it. I mean, the NFL is only getting faster moving. This will be a record that probably comes up a lot. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. And Darren Waller is the focal point of that offense right now. Absolutely. And uh, 
I think he is he's for sh- I I would label him as matchup proof. If you have him on your team, I think you can fire yeah, him. Yeah, I mean, start any, him up every week. Any team, he's going to get double digit targets in every game. So yeah, he's not a touchdown guy because the offense is not as great. But you don't need a touchdown guy when he's a tight end getting twelve receptions a game. Right. <laughs> um, next are a few injury bug issues. So Saquon Barkley. Uh, went down last week, and it looked pretty bad at first, but he's been diagnosed with a high ankle sprain. Same thing, you might recognize it. Tevin Coleman suffered it at the beginning of the season. Um, there's no consensus opinion, but right now it's looking to be about six weeks for him to be out in yep. recovery. Yep. I think the normal is six to eight weeks on these things. Um, and Saquon's a freak of nature, so he could totally get that six weeks. I won't be surprised if he's back and he looks just like the regular. Um is really tough for people who draft him first overall oh, or yeah. second overall, something like that. Uh, hopefully, if you did, you got Wayne Gallman off the waivers or something. Um, I don't know. It's it's tough. Uh, Wayne Gallman will get most of the work. As, as far, they haven't signed a new person yet. I'm sure they will sign someone. Yeah. Um, some people are saying JJ and <clears throat> Orleans Darkwa yeah. uh, came out and was like, I'll play for you guys if you want me. Uh Fantasy players probably remember that name from a couple years ago. But right now, Wayne Gallman's a guy. He's going to get some passing down work. Uh, so he should be, if, if if they don't sign someone better than him, uh, he should be, you know, quote-unquote workhorse. Uh, cool. I, I I think he's he's fine getting, you know, 10 points a game. I, I'd be fine starting him this week. Yeah. Um, and he was the main running back on the Clemson national football team, or uh, – championship winning team with Deshaun Watson a few years back um so I think he's he's a pretty good option uh he hasn't looked great in the NFL so far but if you've got him you got to start him because uh, he's the starter for the Giants uh next few <coughs> Devin Singletary so we said he had the hamstring issue two weeks ago and he didn't play at all last week he's back at practice there's a chance he plays this week I'd bet that the team keeps him out this week. They're playing New England. It's not going to be a great game. Yeah, I doubt they'll be running the ball a lot this game. Um, it's it's honestly, I think this game is going to be really good. I'm really excited for this game. Both three and zero. Yeah, it should be a good matchup. It's in Buffalo. Um, this is for the AFC East title right yeah, now. Yeah, this is for the AFC East title right now. I think that the I think the Bills. My bold prediction is that they put up more points on the Patriots than anyone has so far, which yeah. isn't that bold because the most points someone's put up is uh, actually 14. Yeah. The Jets put up 14. So I think they beat that 14. Um, just it's when you play in division, it's a totally different ball yeah. game. So I think it's I think it'll be a good game. I, I just don't know why they would put Devin Singletary no. out there. I don't know why they would, uh, they would do that to him. Uh, it'll be Frank Gore, and I don't think... That the Frank Gore won't put up very good numbers either. No, I, Buffalo running backs this week, regardless of who's out there, aren't going to look very good. So if you have Devin Singletary, wait. They may try and play him, but I'd rather that they don't because I want him healthy in right. a few weeks. Yep. Um, the next two are a few wide receivers. So Deshaun Jackson, we talked about last week, he was going to miss a few weeks, and he is going to miss this week also. So he missed week three. He's now out week four. Um, Wait till he's back, and he's got the connection with Carson Wentz. I think he'll be pretty good as soon as he's back. Yeah, just listen. It's 
I own Deshaun Jackson in a lot of leagues. I was really high on him coming into the season, as you guys know. Um, it's heartbreaking when an injury like this happens right at the beginning of the season. You're trying to get the win- wins now, I mean more than wins later, and you it's hard to wait on guys. Uh, but from everything we saw game one, he could be one of those uh, players at the end of the year that's on the that's most in the top couple most championship yeah. teams. So if he can keep that deep game in there with Carson, and if the Eagles' offense has everyone healthy, Alshon and him, and they have you know Miles Sanders, Jordan Howard in the back, uh, in the backfield, if they have everyone, they can't they they cannot cover Deshaun Jackson all game. No. He's going to get open every once uh, every once in a while in a game, and he'll have those deep receptions. Um, and our last bit of news, T.Y. Hilton, questionable with a quad issue. It's looking like he's not going to play this week. So he went down at the end of last week, and he immediately was ruled out for the rest of the game. He had his helmet off, his gloves off. I think they probably just held him out because they didn't want him to get or re-aggravate the injury but <coughs> now it hasn't looked that good in practice so far yeah i i don't think he plays either um yeah i don't think he plays i don't keep an eye out on it for sure but i don't think he plays yeah well that's news so we got our three segments to get into and our first is our pickup of the week i'll go ahead and get into mine um so i have two here the first is new starting quarterback for the Carolina Panthers, Kyle Allen. So we talked about him a little bit last week, and he balled out. He absolutely It was out. the Cardinals, so I will say that. But if he's still out there on the waiver wire and you're quarterback needy, the uh, Panthers are playing the Texans this week, and the Texans have allowed a ton of points to quarterbacks so far. And he looked great last week. And he's got a lot of options, so if you got to play him, looked much better than Cam Newton did the first couple weeks. Yeah, that was an injured Cam Newton, but looked better. So he did. Uh, and my second guy <coughs> is Golden Tate. So he's been suspended the first four weeks, and so this is his fourth week of the suspension. Daniel Jones is now the starting quarterback of the New York Giants, which I think makes the offense a ton better. Um, and Golden Tate's a great receiver, and he can play the slot. He can play outside. He is very versatile, and I think you saw last week he hyper-targeted Sterling Shepard, Daniel Jones did, and I think that Golden Tate will just add another facet to that offense, and he'll be pretty good. So if he's out there on the waiver wire, if he hasn't been claimed, claim him now because this is the last week you'll get him. Right, right. Uh, It's a good pickup for sure. Uh, I'm interested to see... I'm sure Golden Tate will get most of the slot work, but what they'll do with Sterling Shepard now that he comes back, um, I'm sure Sterling Shepard will take a little bit of that work, so he might be out wide a little bit, but Golden Tate has always been great on the short routes, run after the catch, um, so he should work well with Daniel Jones. I think both guys will alternate, because both can play inside and outside. Golden Tate had a few good years with both Seattle and Detroit, (laughs) <laughs> playing a lot outside. Um, he's evolved more into a slot guy recently, but I think that the Giants offense is going to look pretty decent, even with Saquon out. Yeah. Uh, all right. My first pickup of the week is Daryl Williams, running back for the Kansas City Chiefs. This one's pretty simple. He's owned in, uh, in like less than 1% of leagues. So uh, as of 
like two days ago. So uh, check if he's on your waiver wires. If he is, I would pick him up. He is very likely, in my opinion, the starter for the Chiefs right now. At yes, running back. for this week. Danny yeah. Williams is not playing. LaShawn McCoy is hurt. I'm not sure if he's going to play or not. Yeah, so um, we didn't talk about those guys in the injury list, and I meant to, but um, Damian Williams has been ruled out. LaShawn McCoy, <coughs> though he did play last week, um, he re-aggravated his ankle injury. So I think your guy. Uh, a lot of people were thinking Darwin Thompson, but Daryl Williams was the guy that was used last week. He got passing work. He got running work. And he looked he good. He did a lot with that work. So... You know, I'm I'm fine. I'm happy to start him this week. He could easily be a you know a top twelve guy uh, for a week. Yeah, because he's the starter Which for the you need. Kansas City running backs. Yeah, so pick him up, play him, start him, and uh, enjoy. Uh, my other pickup of the week is Philip Dorsett, wide receiver for the New England Patriots. He's owned in a little less than six percent of leagues. Um, he's looked phenomenal this season. Tom Brady has targeted him quite a bit. He's gotten touchdowns, um, and when, now that Antonio Brown's gone, Julian Edelman is is Andrew. probable to play. Who knows if he plays or not? <coughs> Excuse me. Um, you know, Josh Gordon has gotten a couple targets a game. He's not getting hyper targeted or anything. They're spreading that ball. They're not running the ball a ton. They're throwing no, the ball a ton. A bunch, which so is crazy. So get those pieces of the New England uh, offense. And for, Philip Dorsett is is the cheapest one. He's most likely free. Go pick him up. I'm fine playing him too. Yeah, and he had a pretty decent week one. Then obviously week two, Antonio Brown played. Right. As soon as they cut him, he had a great week three. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that this continues. And Brady's supporting three wide receivers right now with Josh Gordon being the lowest of the three. Right. Um, next segment that we're going to get into is some trade targets. So we got our buy lows and our sell highs. So we'll alternate. I'll do a buy low. Sam will do a buy low on and off. Um, so my first buy low is Austin Eckler. And so he is the running back that's been tearing it up for the Los Angeles chargers and we talked about Melvin Gordon coming back. So that is the reason why he's on this buy low list. Um, I think the owners of Austin Eckler are going to be freaking out because they most likely had to draft him pretty high. And now Melvin Gordon's going to eat into that running back one experience that Austin Eckler's been having so far. Um, I still think he's going to be a vital p- part of this offense. They don't have a great tight end because Hunter Henry's out. Mike Williams has been injured. Keenan Allen's been feasting. But I think Austin Eckler can line up anywhere on the field. He can be a slot receiver. And they'll run two running back sets with him and Melvin Gordon. I still think if Melvin Gordon comes in as is the RB1, then he'll have running back two numbers for fantasy. I still think Austin Eckler puts up running back two, running back three numbers most of the time. Uh, I would lean more towards the he's an RB3 with RB2 upside um, side of things. I think he'll in the still, I mean, you know, from from when Melvin Gordon gets back to the year, I think he'll still be in that top 30-ish range of running backs. Um, he'll have his good games, but he's definitely going to have those games where he just disappears. Yeah. Um, but like we were talking about earlier, it'll be interesting because he's been doing so well. What the split is between those two it will guys be. now? Uh, Melvin Gordon will definitely get the majority of the work. He'll probably be somewhere around the sixty percent, I would assume. 
uh, and Eckler get the rest of it. Uh, Justin Jackson, once Melvin Gordon is back, don't drop him yet. Don't drop him because he's still viable. You could probably still play him in a couple of these matchups in the next two weeks. But once Melvin Gordon is fully back, Justin Jackson becomes pretty... Yeah, uh, expendable. Yeah. <coughs> All right, my one of my uh, buy lows uh, right now is Devontae Adams. And this one comes with an exclamation point because he's about to go off tonight on, uh, on Thursday Night Football, and he won't be able to buy low anymore. Uh, he's been pretty disappointing. Uh, Marquez Valdez Scanling has been out outshining him by far this season. Gotten a ton of more targets too. No, they're equal in targets so far. Oh, I'm thinking of the last game. Uh, Devontae Adams had four targets last game to Marquez's ten. Ten, yeah. Um, so, but Aaron Rodgers came out after the game and said we need to get Devontae Adams the ball more, which you like to hear. Concerning, we heard the same thing before the season started, but. You know, we'll see. Maybe Aaron Rodgers can get it into his head that if you throw it to your best option, good things will happen. Um, the the really concerning thing so far uh, has been he hasn't been getting his red zone targets as much. Yeah. He only has a couple on the season. Um, I think that changes as well. Matt LaFleur is a smart guy. Once you get in the red zone, there's not many better options in the league besides Devontae Adams. I think that starts to change, starts to shift. They're not going to be able to run the ball very much against Philly. No. Um, so they're going to need to throw it, and Devontae Adams should feast on this Philly secondary. Yeah, I think that he goes off tonight, so if you're listening to this before Thursday Night Football starts, good on you. You can snag him up. If not, um, even if he doesn't go off tonight, he's still a buy low. Like yeah. He is one of the best wide receivers in the league, and the owner... If Devontae Adams doesn't play well tonight, the owner is going to be extremely frustrated, and you can get him for super cheap. So regardless of when you listen to this, still go out there and try and get Devontae Adams. <coughs> Absolutely. My second by low is Devonta Freeman. So he's the starting back, running back of the Atlanta Falcons, someone we hyped up a lot this offseason. Um, it looked pretty good. He was coming back from his injury. Tevin Coleman was gone. And it's not been good so far. So he has averaged 3.7 yards per carry, and this is bloated by the fact that he ran for like uh, seven yards per carry last week against the Colts. Yep. Um, but he has played an extremely difficult start of the season. Minnesota, Philadelphia, Indianapolis, all three have great uh, run defenses. And... The start of the season has been poor, I think, mainly because of the usage of Ido Smith. And Devonta Freeman went from averaging 66% of the workload the first few weeks, 60-something, to up to, like, 99 this third week. Um, he is still getting his receiving work. He has nine catches on 12 targets through the first three games. And his schedule gets incredibly easier. So I've got... His line or his uh, rest of the season schedule pulled up right here. So he gets to play Houston, Arizona, Seattle. Seattle's got a decent run defense. New Orleans. And he, then he goes into his division, who is New Orleans, Carolina, Tampa Bay, New Orleans, Carolina, San Francisco, 
Tampa Bay. And in there, there are a few tough matchups. He plays the Titans, <coughs> the Rams, the Jaguars. But I think that this, the rest of the season outlook is a lot better for DeMonta. Absolutely. Um, the only thing that concerns me is he jumped up to 90% yes, but that was, at, that was in a game where Edo Smith got injured. When Edo Smith is back, and I'm not sure on his status, it, it, when he comes back, I'm worried that they keep using him. Because, you know, we think, I'm, I think I can speak for both of us in saying that we don't think Edo Smith is a very good running oh, back. He sucks. He's, he's proven to be pretty pretty poor. Um, but for some reason, Dan Quinn keeps playing him, keeps putting him in. So I'm worried about that. But even on, uh, even if it goes back to what it was, it should be much better, like Oscar says. I love I love rest of the season. If you can get him, get him. Yeah, I want to address that you know, <coughs> thing real quick. I think that, you know, I mean, Dan Quinn's a smart coach. As soon as Ito went off the field, the Falcons' offense looked so much better. And they have been throwing the ball a lot this season. But when they run it, I think that they're going to realize that having Devonta Freeman running the ball is so much more valuable to that offense, um, like it was last week. I agree. Uh, my other buy-low right now is Robert Woods, wide receiver for the Los Angeles Rams. Robert Woods has been very disappointing this season. We talked about the Rams earlier. They've been disappointing as an offense. Um, anyone not named Cooper Cup has been kind of disappointing. But Robert Woods, I view him as the number one wide receiver in that offense. Yes. Um, I think that he'll start to bounce back. Like I, like we talked about earlier, I think the Rams start to bounce back as, a, as an offense. I think Robert Woods is going to be a big part of that. I mean, if you watch the games, he's getting the targets. He's getting the plays. He's had a couple plays called back and stuff, but he's 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 running his routes. He's looking just as good as he always has. Um, the the balls just aren't falling his way right now. I think that changes. So yeah, go to the go to the owner. Send him a low ball him at first. See if he can get a conversation going. If he's looking, if he's looking to move him, pounce. Yeah, you said <laughs> everything that I wanted to say there. Robert Woods is great. Go get him. Uh, next, we're going to move on to our sell highs. Do you want to start us off with that? Will do. So my first sell high is wide receiver for the Jacksonville Jaguars, DJ Chark. And I believe he is the wide receiver six on the season right now. So far, yes. And a little surprising to say the, to say <laughs> the least. Uh, he's been absolutely going on a tear to start the season. Uh, the connection with Gardner Minshew is very real. It is. Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to, you know, ignore the fact that DJ Chark has looked really good through the season, um, but it's going to be hard for Gardner Minshew to keep this up. It's going to be hard for DJ Chark to keep this up, and this offense, just in general, to keep this up season long. I don't think DJ Chark is going to finish the year as a top twelve wide receiver. I think this is the peak, very peak of his uh, of his worth right now. Oh, if you could, easy! If you could put yeah. him in a package deal. Go out there, get yourself one of those stud wide receivers. Go out there and get a Devontae Adams or Robert Woods with a package with DJ Chark. You're going to be much better off season long. That's exactly what I'm looking for in these week three, week four, week five range. Yep. You know, wait for the panic to happen. Sell sell your uh, your middle your middling guy like DJ Chark um, in a package deal, and you know, in a couple weeks, the guy you traded is going to be really oh, upset. So angry. Uh, my first guy, so similar to DJ Chark, this guy's been on a tear recently. It's Demarcus Robinson. 
And so the Chiefs' offense looks tremendous right now. They have three top-tier wide receivers in points scored in Demarcus Robinson, Sammy Watkins, and Miko Hardman. Um, Patrick Mahomes is just slinging it. He looks like a Madden player in real life. Um, but Tyreek Hill's coming back soon. There's no official date set, but Demarcus Robinson has a good amount of value right now because he is that top-tier uh, speed option for Patrick Mahomes. If he's open, he's getting the ball, um, and he's open a lot right now. But as soon as Tyreek Hill comes back, someone's sitting down, and I think that it's going to be Demarcus Robinson and Mecole Hardman splitting reps for that wide receiver three, which makes both of them a lot less valuable. So I'd sell him at his peak right now. See what you can get. I agree with that. My uh, last sell high is John Ross, wide receiver for the Cincinnati Bengals. He's uh, He cooled off last week for sure. Um, so you, you would have been better off selling him high after week two. But A.J. Green's not back yet. You know, he's still going to be projected for good uh, for good games, which I don't know if we've said this on the show before, but projections do mean nothing. So I, if you're listening, and I would not pay, pay mind to any projections. But a lot of people in fantasy football look at those projections and oh, yeah. go by them. So take oh, yeah. advantage of that. You know, I would I I would sell him uh, right now before AJ Green gets back. Once AJ Green gets back, I think John Ross really really takes he a nosedive. He becomes dive. a boom bust. Yeah, type I mean, of guy. he's a boom bust now, but his booms will be much smaller. I I I I, w- I want him off my team before AJ Green gets back. Yeah, I agree. <coughs> um, and my last sell high may come as a surprise. Especially because I don't really know how much value he's worth right now because you drafted him as a top-tier guy. But it's Juju Smith-Schuster. So he has looked all right so far, but not anywhere close to where you drafted him value-wise. And my thing here is all about Ben Roethlisberger going down. Mason Rudolph has not looked great so far. Um... And I think that that'll get better, but Juju, he was supposed to step into this incredible role as the wide receiver one on the Steelers offense, which is a top 10 offense in the league, and that's just not been the case. He's been averaging eight targets a game, which is what he was at last year, so you can't complain, but you think the top tier option on the Steelers offense with no one else there. I mean, the other wide receivers on the team are James Washington and Deonta Johnson. Right. And Juju is still only getting eight targets a game. I'm this. It's shocking. It's shocking. But I would see what you can get for him because he still has that name value. He still is such an incredible player. But if you can package him with a lower end running back for a better running back depending on what your needs are i think it's time to let go yeah it's i have juju in uh in our most important league and i've been racking my brain with what to do with him um but i'm definitely not opposed to training him i'm not a hundred percent panicked on him yet he's i mean he's good for he's good for double digit points just about every week still um i don't know (laughs) It feels wrong to label this as selling high right now. Yeah, uh, but it's not a sell high. I'm just saying, 
sell him for what you can get him for is my my take on the situation i would say prod your league see what people think about him see what you can get for him I would not give him up for anything less in a deal that where you got less than a top uh, twelve running back or you know a top eight wide receiver. Yeah. So do not give him up for 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 cheap because you're going to really regret it. I agree. I just wanted to throw him in there because he's been one of those guys that's been shocking so far. Yeah. And a lot of owners are hurting. So we got a bit of news before we get into our next segment. The Chargers head coach, Anthony Lynn, just spoke uh, about Melvin Gordon. He said, uh, he's our starter, no doubt. He was our starter for a reason. As soon as Melvin's ready, he'll go back. He'll be our number one. So there fire it is. up Melvin Gordon. Yeah, fire up Melvin Gordon. Um, I still maintain what I said <coughs> about Austin Eckler, especially now that owner's going to be freaking out. But – like Sam said, he'll be in that top 30 running back range um, instead of what he's been, which has been a top five guy. Oh, and heck, if if the Melvin Gordon owner hasn't seen the news, get Melvin Gordon. Oh. <laughs> That's not going to be the case, but you never know. Um, so our last segment, we're going to run through some starts and sits for week four before we let you go. Sam, you want to start us off? Yeah, so my start of the week is Christian Kirk. Going up against the Seattle Seahawks, uh, Christian Kirk has been—he's been a little outshined by Larry Fitzgerald so far in points. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald has had a great start to the season, but Christian Kirk's getting more targets per game. Yes, he's getting more work. Um, Seattle secondary is absolutely beatable. Oh yeah, Kyler Murray should have a good game here. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald should have a good game too, but I think Christian Kirk is the one that really feasts. Um, I think he's—I—I I, I would not be surprised if at the end of the day he had some line around. You know, seven receptions, 85 yards, and a touchdown. Yeah, and that's not shocking to me either. And I'm glad that you brought up that Seattle's secondary isn't great because, remember, two weeks ago, Andy Dalton put up a great performance against the Seahawks defense. Um, and I'd say Kyler Murray is a little better than Andy Dalton at the moment. I would also say that. Um, my start of the week is Justin Jackson. So we talked about him already. He is now the third running back for the Chargers after this week. But this week isn't over yet. Melvin Gordon isn't playing this week. Justin Jackson is going to go off. Um, The Chargers are playing the Dolphins in Miami. And so far this season, Miami quite possibly could be the worst team that the NFL has ever seen. And so far, they're allowing running backs to average 34 carries and four receptions a game. And... On those carries and targets, running backs are averaging 5.3 yards per carry and 8.5 yards per target. And this is a game where I think it's going to be a blowout quickly. Um, the Dolphins' defense is just going to get shredded by that offense. And the char- Austin Eckler isn't a workhorse, especially in this game with very good game script. So Justin <coughs> Jackson is going to come in and take over pretty early in the game, and I think he's going to do very well. I agree. I agree. Uh, My sit of the week is Aaron Jones versus Philadelphia. Philadelphia's been really good against the run. I believe they've been a top-five team against the defense against the run so far this season. Um, You know, Aaron Jones had that breakout game um, last week, and I think it's a bit of a trap with this one. I think so. I think that 
uh, Green Bay is going to throw the ball a ton. I don't think Aaron Jones is going to be, you know, I, I think Aaron Jones and are going to be really frustrated. A lot of you guys don't have the depth to sit Aaron Jones. No. And, you know, maybe he falls in the end zone, but I would not bet on it. I, I'd, you know, I'd, I would bet on less than 10 points this week for Aaron Jones. I don't know if I would take that line, but it's not looking great, especially because Jamal Williams is back. Uh, Matt LaFleur said that he wants to play both running backs equally, and this Philly defensive line is very good. But I do think that Aaron Jones is the pass catcher. Um, He's going to get over 10 points, so you're going to be okay. But seeing how good he can play when the coaches realize that Jamal Williams is not as talented... Um, Aaron Jones owners like you have been for a few years are just going to be frustrated. I I think my prediction is that Philly scores on this defense. A lot of people are talking about this defense. They think it's great and it is good. I think they get scored on here. I think Aaron Jones has to throw the ball to stay in the game. I don't think Aaron, I don't Aaron think, Rodgers. Has Aaron Rodgers, excuse me. <laughs> I don't think Aaron Jones. If Aaron Jones was throwing the ball, yeah, that'd be totally starting. Yeah, uh, yeah. I you know if he's on my team, I'm. Avidly looking for any solutions. I, I this is a bad week. Yeah, this isn't a great week for him. I agree. Um, let's turn to the other team in this game, and my sit is Alshon Jeffrey. And so, like you said, I do agree that this is going to be a good game. It's not like the Packers are going to shut out the Eagles, but Alshon is coming back from injury. They they need to use him because they're very short on wide receivers. And this Packers secondary has looked pretty good. Um, I think that Carson Wentz is going to keep looking Zach Ertz' way, Nelson Aguilar's way, and Alshon's not going to be the top wide receiver on this team like you're used to seeing. I I agree on the Zach Ertz. I, I think Alshon Jeffrey ends up with a better week than Nelson Aguilar on this one. Oh, I'm not saying that. No, not at all. I think that... <coughs> Nelson Aguilar is going to get more targets than he normally does, which is going to detract from Alshon Jeffrey is all that's I'm fair. saying. That's fair. Um, so those are our starts and sits, and that's the episode. Thank you guys for tuning in again. Remember to keep sharing us. Um, like us on Apple Music and Spotify. Leave reviews if you feel so inclined. Um, Reach out to us on Twitter. Yes. We'll respond to your questions. We will. Um, Any question you have, interact with us at SOS Fantasy Pod on Twitter. We'd love to talk to you guys. Um, we we want to hear from you guys. We love doing this. Uh, we hope that you guys are enjoying listening to us. Thank you so much. So enjoy week four football, and we'll catch you next week.